This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Boketov, Anthony, day 137 of Operation Swords of Iron. Can you believe that we are sitting here 137 days in? Um, Boketov, yeah, it's um, not only 137 days of <clears throat> the battle, but obviously 137 days of those hostages yep. who remain in Gaza, some of them in pretty uh, dire conditions <clears throat> to the extent that they're still alive, which of course we're not always sure about. Um, I'd like to start with the question that Ruth wrote to me yesterday. Yes. Um, and she asked about the numbers, trying to t- tally up the numbers. She claims that the IDF have said that 18 of the 24 Hamas bat- battalions have been destroyed and yet only, only 10,000 Hamas terrorists, which she thinks is about a quarter of their fighting force. Um, so she wants to know um, how those two numbers essentially tally up. Um, the latest report that the latest report that I've seen claims twelve thousand Hamas terrorists have been killed by the IDF. Um, Hamas have come back saying it's actually really only half of that, um, and I'm sure that the real answer is probably somewhere in between. Very very difficult for us to ascertain, um, but. Um, as she did allude to in another part of her question, quite a number of these terrorists have actually surrendered or been captured by the IDF. And there were some interesting stories of some of those terrorists who tell their story about why they decided to surrender. One story about a relatively senior Hamas terrorist who was in the tunnel and he said they decided when they heard the IDF forces coming down the tunnel, they decided to leave their arms outside the door of the room that they were hiding in to show that they were giving themselves up and they were better off giving themselves up to the IDF than continuing this battle. Um, So quite a number of them have indeed been captured or given themselves up. But I think we also need to understand that it's not necessary to kill every last member of the battalion in order to declare the battalion destroyed. I think it's enough to um, to destroy the communications link or to take the leadership out or to destroy many, most of the members of any battalion uh, in order to say that battalion is no longer effective and no longer presents the same threat to us as it did before. Clearly, lone terrorists are dangerous and uh, they should not be underestimated. Um, but I think that they, uh, we would all agree that they operate in a different manner on a loan basis than they do when there's more organization, there's a battalion around them. So I think that, that when you think about the fact that not every last member of the battalion has been killed, some of them were captured, some of them might still be roaming around loose but no longer affiliated with a particular battalion, um, I think that that is probably the reason why the IDF have 
found it uh, appropriate to say that they've managed to destroy 18 out of the 24. And it brings also another interesting related point about Yihya Sinwar. There was a lot of chatter on the Palestinian channels yesterday and the day before about the fate of Yihya Sinwar. There was even a photograph that was being circulated which showed a man which ha who had sort of hair that very much resembled Sinwar's hair and he had a blindfold over his face so we couldn't really see his features and we couldn't see his eyes but he was sitting in his underwear with an IDF soldier up um, with a with a, a weapon uh, very very nearby him and there are some people who think that Sinwar may well have been killed or captured because he's been extremely quiet and because uh, uh, Yoav Gallant, the Israeli defense minister, has been making references in public to the fact that Hamas are on the search for a replacement to Sinwar. And so some people feel that that might be an, uh, alluding to the fact that Sinwar is no longer alive or no longer free uh, to act in his capacity as the leader of Hamas in Gaza um, and a lot of chatter about that on the Palestinian channels. Nothing official has come out, neither from the Palestinian side nor from the IDF or the Israeli side about Sinwar's fate, but um, there does seem to be a lot of chatter on the Palestinian channels and official announcements being made Hamas, which show a relative air of desperation surrounding them trying to build themselves up um, against the onslaught of the IDF, trying to say that the IDF are not uh, successful. In fact, the deputy leader of Hamas made a statement yesterday and it was broadcast on the channels to say just the same as the IDF were unable to take control of the north of Gaza and of the central part of Gaza, so they will not also be able to take control of Rafah. And then a whole bunch of messages coming back from people in Gaza saying, you have no idea what you're talking about. If you were one of the people who stayed in Gaza rather than ran away, then you would know that the IDF have full control over the north of Gaza, full control over central Gaza, and what you're saying is completely irrelevant and, and incorrect. So it's quite interesting to see these different views that are coming out on some of the Palestinian channels. Anthony, is it preferable for the IDF to neutralize the terrorists or to capture them for prosecution? Um, I think it's always preferable for them to be captured in order to try to gain intelligence information. Um, having said that, the question arises to what we do with them once we've managed to drain them of that intelligence information. And therein lies quite a big challenge because there are thousands, thousands of Hamas terrorists that are currently being held in Israeli jails um, after having been captured and having been interrogated. So it is something of a dilemma because that responsibility to hold them as prisoners after we've managed to gain that intelligence information from them is um, a big challenge and a big responsibility and one which Israel would prefer not to have given the choice. Having said all of that, sometimes in the heat of battle, there is simply no alternative. Either it's you shoot or be shot at. And so in those particular circumstances, obviously, um, there is no choice but to kill people who are threatening your life when you're, life when you're in immediate danger. But there is no doubt that any amount of intelligence that can be gained is gratefully received. Yeah. The IDF has released video footage found of Israeli hostages in Gaza. So what new was seen on the videos? Um, so let me first start by saying that I have chosen not to watch this video 
even though I know that it's relatively benign and I know that it doesn't contain any nasty scenes as some of the videos do, um, no dead bodies or no really uh, um, uh, disturbing scenes, but I just didn't feel that I was ready to see a video of the Bibas family um, in Khan Yunus being transported around. And we, we apparently do know quite a lot of information now about what happened to the Bibas family. And of course, I'm talking about uh, uh, Shiri and I'm talking about her two children, Ariel and Kfir, and uh, also not to forget her husband, um, who was separated from the rest of the family at some point, as we understand it. Um, and that um, we, we really don't know what the fate of Yarden Bibas really is. Um, Shiri and of course Kfir, when he was captured, was nine months old. He subsequently um, passed his first year birthday um, and we're not really sure whether he is alive or not. Uh, and of course Ariel, four years old, um, they are the youngest hostages and there is video footage of them from early in October, soon after they were captured in Kfar. Uh, Khan Yunus. Um, we understand that initially they were held by one of the renegade terror groups in Gaza, but at some point um, the, our intelligence tells us that they were handed over directly to Hamas, who are conducting the war and are conducting the campaign. So we, we certainly hold Hamas responsible for their fate because of course Hamas was also the organization that entered into that hostage exchange that went down um, a few months ago. And if um, they had seen fit, could have released Shiri together with Ariel and Kfir, but they didn't. Um, and of course they would have been, should have been first on the list of any hostages to be released given the sensitivity of having a child of less than a year old in captivity. Um, so um, we are extremely concerned about the well-being and the safety of Shiri and uh, Kfir and um, Ariel. We are also very concerned about Yarden because there is reason for us to believe that he may well have been killed um, in Gaza um, a month or two ago. So um, this video um, was released, I think, by the IDF in order to show that we know that these children were alive in the hands of Hamas. And if today they are no longer alive for any reason, we know exactly who is responsible for their well-being. They weren't simply killed in crossfire. They weren't killed in that massacre. They were alive in Gaza um, towards the middle of October. And so I think that that's really the purpose of this video, which of course was shown to the family and was uh, authorized by the family before it was released. I find it personally very, very uh, disturbing. So I've preferred not to watch it, but of course it is available for listeners who think um, that they would like to see this and to, to learn some things about what's happening and has been happening in Gaza. Absolutely heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I mean, in, in whatever scenario one plays out, you know, it just ends in heartbreak. There's nothing good. Nothing, yeah, there's nothing no good, good comes there's from no this. There's no good in this. At all. Nothing. Yeah. Anthony, that is where we are going to leave it today. Um, thank you very much, and I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Thank you. That's uh, Anthony Reich. He's our Israel correspondent. Isn't he just completely brilliant? Incredible. That Israel report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohn from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. 
All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Tzahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Oh,